Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Let us share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be here. We ask you to guide us by your spirit into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Um, we just came back from a trip to Singapore, and I want to invite my wife to um, come and give us greetings. From Singapore. You know, I usually don't say much, so it's better that she, you know, says hello. We've been married uh, on the eighth, two days ago, it was 19 years since we got married, so we're still around. <laughs> 19 years, one nine. <laughs> all right, all right. Sit down and pray for yourself, for your future. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know that God is faithful. Amen. Well, we bring you greetings from Singapore. And um, Jesus is alive and well there. The pastor and his wife have been in the same church for 41 years. I'm sure that some of you were not born <laughs> when they started church planting. So they've been through a lot. And um, they said that they were challenged that Bishop had come because then they were launched back into missions and into what God wants them to do because it looked like they had had a lot of hurts and bad experiences and that had affected them. But on the Sunday, the founder, the pastor, was crying so much. And he says that he's a very hard person. And in fact, he looks hard. He said he had not wept in years. But at the preaching of the cross, he broke down and his pastors and all. And the spirit of God was real. And for about 30 years or 31 years, they've never had a church of their own. And a church building. They've moved from place to place to place. Because Singapore is a very, very small country. And um, they've had to reclaim land from the sea. So when we're driving from the airport, it was reclaimed land we were driving on. And everybody lives in a flat, even millionaires, because there's no land. But God gave them a land in a beautiful church with lifts and escalators and all that. And uh, they have planted 350 churches in the Philippines. And some of their missionaries were in the meeting. And they felt that at the meeting, God was telling them to go back and to be rekindled again and all that. So I believe that there was a great awakening and we were all blessed. Our missionaries from Papua New Guinea and also Australia were there. And God was in New Zealand, yeah. And God was very gracious and we thank God for his mercies. Amen. All right. Thank you very much. 
Uh, clap for my dear wife as she goes back to her seat. It's powerful. So now you know everything. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I am uh, sharing a bit about what I call the road to prosperity. Road to prosperity. Do you believe in prosperity? All right. The road to prosperity is the road which the Spirit of the Lord leads you on. Amen. All right. Now, let's read. Uh, what did I tell you to turn to? No, 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 no. I've changed my mind. Turn your Bible to Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall be that if you shall diligently obey or hearken, listen. The King James says, listen to the voice of the Lord your God to do all his commandments, which I command you, the Lord your God will set you above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come over you and overtake you if you shall do what? Hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. Amen. So I believe that God gives us, when we come into this world, he gives us colleagues or peers, friends, and associates, people who are our equals, as it were. All right? How many realize that there are people who are your peers, your friends, there are girls just like you, boys just like you, husbands just like you, wives, businessmen, pastors just like you. All right? What do you think? Huh? Now, it's like when you go to the Tema Motorway, all the cars are together as they pay the toll to get onto the motorway. Is that not so? But just a few minutes after you leave the toll, you can hardly see any other car. Well, now there are many more cars. It's a bit crowded. But you don't even see the cars with which you were queuing at the motorway, even though you all took off at virtually the same time. Because as you go along the journey, there are some differences that come about. And some differences are made clearer. And then you begin to see the differences between people, all of whom started at the same place and at the same time. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, the differences that come about on the motorway are made out of differences which are caused by the type of car and the age of the car. If your car has a carburetor problem, or um, injector problem, or some kind of problem like that, it will not be able to go so fast. 
if your car is very old and has had overhauling of the engine and it's leaking oil and needs to be pushed to start and develops jerking symptoms along the way, you cannot be first on the motorway, all right? Then if you are very young and you haven't had an accident before, you may also go very fast and also be ahead. If you are a bit wiser, when you see the plain road in front of you, you will still take your time out of experience and one or two things that you have seen before. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So the differences come about by some other differences that are internal relative to the car. You know, although everybody sets out at the same place. Same thing goes for school. When you finish school, everybody is in the same class. Upper sex, lower sex, SS, university final year, class five. Everybody is the same. But as you launch out into life, differences begin to appear. Those differences are made up of things that are relative to the internal workings of the person, the person's decisions, and certain things about the person. Although you all qualify with the same degree and you have the same qualifications and apparently the same chances in this life, major differences begin to come out as you go along. That is why when you go to Makola today, you see lawyers who are still working, even though they qualified six years ago. They have not yet been able to buy a car. And that is why you find different types of doctors. Some have just, I mean, become abortionists, and they live by committing abortions all the time. And uh, others live by doing all kinds of other things. Others work in the UN, others stop medicine and go into politics. And then you see all kinds of different things manifesting. Are you understanding the message? Okay, 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 good. Tell somebody, good, good. Now, when you go on the road of life, there is a particular thing that makes you different from the people who are your peers. When I say peers, I mean your colleagues, your equals, and the people whom you are sort of associated with. Okay, okay? Good, good. Now, that, that difference is brought up in this verse. It says, if you shall listen to the voice of the Lord your God, okay, which I command you, now the Lord will set you high above, above who? Above the sky? No. Above the sun? Above the moon? Above the stars? No. Above all the nations of the earth. Now he was speaking to Israel who was a newly formed nation. Okay, a nation that was being formed. And he was telling them that, listen, you are a new little nation. You're going to be different from all other nations, above all of them. Better than all of them, richer than all of them. Above, whatever above means, is better than below. How many choose above tonight? I see you above, up there, in Jesus' name. How many want to be above? Amen. 
So whatever above means is better than being below. And I will choose above rather than below. Now, it's comparing you to people that are just like you. If you are a pastor, it's comparing with pastors just like you. If you are a young girl, it's comparing with young girls just like you. If you are a pretty little girl, it's comparing you with pretty little girls just like you. If you are a businessman in Ghana or a businessman in the UK or a businessman in America, he's comparing you with businessmen in America or businessmen in Ghana or whatever you are. The, the thing that is like you, God will lift you above that group. I see you rising. Amen. Now, it's not just by saying amen, but it's by this particular thing which I want to recommend to you today, what I'm sharing with you from the art of hearing the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. Now, I believe perhaps the one most important art you need to learn is the art of hearing the voice because you can't obey the voice until you know the voice and it's not easy to know the voice and the main reason why it's not easy to know the voice is because of other voices turn with me to first corinthians chapter 14 we are going to read two more verses and then we are done with reading verses first corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 10 the art of hearing right after church go get your own personal copy if there's any one thing i would recommend to you is to hear and know the holy spirit and his voice to you amen okay okay good good first corinthians chapter 14 verse 10 what does it say there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification amen Amen. now this is one of the most important verses in the bible because it tells us that there are many voices okay there are many things that want to guide us and there are many potential guiding voices of our lives now there's a great promise for everybody who can listen to the voice of the lord and that promise is found in romans chapter 8 verse 14. it says but as many or for as many as are led by the spirit of the lord they are the sons of god amen what is the son of god if i tell you this person is the son of the owner of british airways what would you say about that person he is settled forever and ever if i introduce you to somebody and say this man is the son of of where of the owner of jaguar company limited no more struggle if i tell you this man is the son of mr abebrese of kwachiwa village 
Southwest. Huh? We cannot be so sure. If I tell you this is the son of Techiwa North constituencies assemblyman. Have you heard of this man? Uh, Virgin Atlantic. What is his name? Richard Branson. If I tell you this is his son, what do you think? Eh? He's settled. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, okay. So, brothers and sisters, whose son you are makes the difference in this world. Yeah. Look, some of you are going to work very hard for the rest of your life, but you will never earn one hundredth of somebody's son. Because some people are in the baby court today, but they are richer than you and your whole, your father, your mother, their children, and all of them. When they work hard for 100 years, they are still richer. They cannot even add one plus one. Riches is just like anointing. It runs in families. And very few people are able to break into families. Familiar wealth rarely leaves the family. Oh, yeah. Rarely does a man get up and leave all his properties to his friends. My friend that is Sawam, I've, I've given no. In his will, most wills on most normal people is for their children. And their children also give it to their children. It doesn't easily move out. Occasionally, you have like one man, he died and he left all his property to his cat. And he left only one thing for his wife, a Bible, so that she would change her ways. So I leave to my wife a Bible so that she would change her ways. If fine or no fine. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to know today is that the road to prosperity... <laughs> Is the road to becoming a son of God. And you become a son of God when you can follow the Holy Spirit. Oh, Kenneth Hagin drummed that into my spirit when I was in secondary school. I used to listen to his tapes. And I, I became obsessed with following the Spirit. First of all, I wanted to know where was the Holy Spirit in me. And when I read in the scripture that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, I became concerned about this part of my stomach, my belly. Because I feel that the Holy Spirit, I do feel that the Holy Spirit is around here. So when you are loading that place with pepper, cake, and rice, stew, and other things, how can the belly be free for the Spirit to be moving? It's a sausage. Eat it. Amen. <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, God wants us 
Because the more you can follow him, the more prosperous you will be. I've seen rebellious people follow not the Holy Spirit, but follow an evil spirit. And I've watched them destroy themselves. Sometimes I've watched people who are just about to be elevated. Sometimes, most of the time, I will say, what you desire, God has already intended to give it to you. But because you don't follow him, you don't get it. Because the men of Babel wanted, they said, let us make us a name. A name. And let us build a tower and a city. Let us build a city and a tower that will go up to heaven. And God looked, because he said, let us do it. Let us reach out and take it. That is not what God wants. God wants you to please him by believing in him. What you want, usually, God already wants to give it to you. Even when you have a desire, it's a supernatural thing, usually. Now, Abraham, God called him and said, give up. He gave up his father's house. He gave up his city. He even gave up his firstborn son, Ishmael, when God said, give him up. Then he gave up his second son, Isaac, his only son with his wife. And each time he was prepared to give up everything. And God told him, I will make your name great. You see, what the Babel guys were trying to get, God gave it to Abraham himself. That is why today, 7,000 years later, that name Abraham is a great name. Even when you call a child Abraham, you say, a baby, you are called Abraham. How? It's like the name is too big for a baby. Father Abraham. His name is very great. The whole earth knows Abraham. Ghanaians know Abraham. Nigerians know Abraham. Cameroonians know Abraham. Lebanese know Abraham. So everybody knows Abraham. His name is great. And I will make you a nation. All the things, the riches, the honor, what you want, God wants to give it to you. Because increase is something that God has put into every man. It's natural to increase it to them, multiply. It's in our nature to have more things and to become more. We all want more money, more things. If it's churches, more, anything you have, you want more dresses, house, anything more. It's natural. And God is not against that. But you see, you cannot do these things outside of God's way. You can go a thousand years against God's way, you still not have his blessing. So what you need to do, my dear friend, is to become like Abraham, who was able to follow. The higher you follow, the higher you can become. I'm telling you. Because Abraham, you, they tell you, leave your house. Go out. To where? God said, go. Go away. Leave your father's house. Leave the city, the land of the land of Ur and the Chaldees or whatever. Go out. And he followed. Make a tent. Then you wake up and God will say, I'm going to make you great. Okay. Then you have a child with your maid. And a child, of course, you will love the child because those of you who are stepmothers or become stepmothers, you know, 
or half mothers. What is this step or half? Step. Never think that the man does not love his child. That he has with the other person or the first person. It's your mistake because it's his child. It's his his child. Oh, yeah. It came from him. He was so happy at the outdooring of Ishmael. So happy. Ishmael. Ishmael. He loves them. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't take it away. But Ishmael. It was his first child. Pastor Ishmael. First child of Abraham. <laughs> you get it? God said, send him away with the mother. I'll make him great. <laughs> Isaac him. Then Isaac is born. You see, then they say, go and sacrifice it. Somebody told me that after Abraham did that thing, Sarah left him. Because you never hear of Sarah with him again. Yeah. After he did that thing. When they came back from the mountain, Isaac went and told his mother what Abraham did. Took a knife, he was coming to kill him. So you never heard of her, you never hear of Sarah till you hear of her when she dies. And then you see that Abraham travels there to go and bury her. Yeah. This is a man who can be led by God, led by the Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit. Now, you see, the greatest, one of the key top things that you need to know about being led by the Spirit is to be not led by the other voices. Oh, yeah. To be led by the Spirit, you know, you can start by identifying other things that lead you and not following them. That's, that's one of the ways to be led by the Spirit. In fact, one of the ways that I know to be led, especially demons, like fear. When I, when I sense that I'm afraid of something, I know that it's a demon. Because God has not given us that's one of the things the Bible says here that God has not given us. That's one there. Fear. So when you sense that you are following, you are, you are going this way because you are afraid of this. And because you are afraid of this, you are doing this. And fear. There's a lot of fear in you. Then immediately know you are not being led by the Spirit because the Spirit does not lead you by it. God does not give you fear. So you are being moved by another Spirit. But you see, there are two other voices. In this book, I have 12 different voices. The voice of God, the voice of the flesh, the voice of the mind, voice of the devil, the voice of a prophet, the voice of your pastor. Now, this is, you see, I want to say something here that anybody here who wants to be a pastor and you don't listen to your pastor, you, you must ask yourself, why should somebody listen to you? You don't have regard for any voice And yet you want your voice to be regarded Many people don't realize that most of the things that we are doing are seeds That we are sowing You wouldn't humble yourself and listen to your shepherd Or your pastor when he speaks to you And yet when you become a pastor you want to be like God Anything you say must be obeyed Have you forgotten yourself? 
how nobody can lead you. Nobody can speak to you or advise you. He's not forgotten. Okay, okay, good, good. The voice of your friends. Ish. Friends. If I was to have followed the voice of my friends. You know who my friends are? You know who my friends were? Even today, friends in the ministry. You cannot follow friends. You must not follow friends. You must follow his voice. So when you know these other voices, you start to realize, hey, I am following a crowd. Because I know, as a pastor, there's a crowd of pastors in the city. Everybody's doing this. Everybody, everybody's preaching this. Everybody's talking about this. Everybody's doing that. If you want your church to grow, do this, say this, talk about this. The road to prosperity. Instead of calling my message the art of hearing, look at the title that I have given to the message. Look at the title. Instead of calling it the art of hearing, I've called it the road to prosperity. Hmm? Hmm. The voice of your parents. Another powerful voice. Some of the voices are good, some of them are bad. And some of the good ones become bad. And some of the bad ones become good. It's not a small thing. That's why it's the act. (laughs) The voice of your spirit. The voice of your spouse. Adam, instead of following God, went and followed his spouse. Look at us here today suffering. Do you know that? Let me tell you something. Don't tell anybody I told you. Okay? Do you know that most people by the end of their lives will have nothing? They will have eaten, drank, slept, driven a car, lived in a house, bought clothes, used clothes, gone up and down, and they will die. 90% of people have nothing. And when they die, they've lived. And they've died. Most people... When your father dies, he doesn't leave anything for you. Tell the truth. I said, tell the truth. Even if he leaves something, you are so many that you can't divide it. You are so many. You are seven and they have left one house for you. And one person has already moved into the house. And he's also refusing to, to leave. And he has started a tailoring business in front of the house. And his wife has opened a, 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 a provision shop. Provision shop in front of the house. So you cannot move into the house. I know one guy, he's, he's a multi, he's a millionaire. By, when I say millionaire, I mean he's, he's very rich. He should have about, let me see, let me calculate. What is 10 times? $500,000. How much is that? About five. He should have about five million. But he does not even have one, even one dollar. Because all his riches are connected to about 35 people. So one day I was talking, I said, you are a rich man, but you cannot access it. 
That's a, there is a curse in the world. That scripture in Revelation 21 says, and there shall be no more curse. It's one of the most profound scriptures ever to be in the Bible. There shall be no, almost everything has a curse on it. That's why those who are living in America, Switzerland, England, they thought they would get certain things, but after being there for years, to say that, hey! You have fallen into the 90%. You have eaten, you have drunk, you have traveled there, you have come back, you have bought a car, you have driven, you have eaten, you have that, and at the end of the day, you have nothing. Most like, some have something, but few. And those who have, leave it. And they have to say bye-bye. I remember recently one man was going to die. His children took him in a car. Airport, residential area here. Go and look at his house. He looked at it. Then he went and looked at it. Went and looked at it. And then he went to the house to die. And he went to die. You can only look at it and die. <laughs> but your mansion in heaven. I said your mansion in heaven. You will not just look at it with your eyes. You will enter. And you start moving around in the house. Amen. Okay, okay, other houses, other voices. Voice of your spouse. Eve. Uh-huh, Eve. Eesh. She is the one who has made us, 90% of us, to work for nothing. Yeah. Or I should say Adam for listening to his wife. Hmm. I have learned not to be led by my wife. I love her very much. It's been 19 years. But one of the things I've learned is not to be led by her. Because she's not God. She's not the Holy Spirit. Has never been the Holy Spirit. Are you Holy Spirit, Adelaide? <laughs> she's not. Cannot be. It's not, no matter how nice, no matter how good, no matter how gentle, no matter what, it's not the Holy Spirit. Bishop Saki is not the Holy Spirit. I can't be led by him. Bishop Eddie, the people that are closest to are not the Holy Spirit. It's something you have to learn, especially at the higher levels. You have to distinguish between the voices like that. You see that they are close, but they are different. Hey! It's it's a very important uh, spiritual thing for you to know. You have to be led by God. Not by anybody. No matter. You have to fight to be led by the Spirit. That is what separates Abraham's from others. It's what separates them. That's what makes people great. It's above all nations. The one who can follow the Spirit. That makes you great. And the higher you go, eh, the more the voices will become very close. And when you look at the source of the voice, you know, like Jesus, he had appointed Peter. He pointed, appointed him in verse 16. And in verse 17, Peter said, now that I'm appointed, let me express my opinion in, on this matter. That this cross shall not come on. Recently, I had a camp in London. I preached about the powers of a cross. The powers of a cross. 65 powers that are in a cross. That Peter didn't know about, and he was telling Jesus that, look, based on certain experiences that I have in this Jewish town, to expose yourself to these Pharisees, it will be very bad. 
So based on my experience and other discussions I've had with Thomas, Bartholomew, and, and uh, uh, John and others, we have decided you cannot go and die on any cross. And Jesus, very high level, you see, to pick out Peter's voice as a voice of the devil. Oh, that's very difficult. Yeah. I remember one man, he allowed the voice of his spouse to destroy his chair until he had nothing left. I watched, I couldn't believe it. Very strong man, strong in the spirit, strong leader, but when it came to the voice, to that voice, he couldn't see that this is not the right voice. She bullied him and she threatened him. She drove him and she guided him until he was left standing without anybody. I've seen it. But you need, to be follow, you need to follow the voice of the Spirit. Very, very important. Amen. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. The voice of circumstances. Huh? Huh? Things around. How it looks. This must be the way. Nobody is coming to marry you, so you've decided you've seen a certain muscular brother. And you feel that his spams will be powerful. So, you are going to see him for some spams to impregnate you. Why, why are you shouting? Big Bobo. Pressure. Pressure. Huh? Don't follow those things. Financial pressure. Hey, it can lead you. Instead of doing the ministry, you leave the ministry. I've seen people who are so called by God because of pressure. They leave. They don't follow. Huh? And the lay pastors, as we get older, you see some of them will become tired. As you do it for some time, you see spirit of tiredness. And different circumstances multiplying. Because you realize that the thing that you thought would give you riches, you realize that you are falling in the 90% of those who have lived and eaten and drank and bought cars and driven cars and live in houses. And you are realizing that you are coming to the same place of nothing. Which is the same as somebody in full time. Also come to nothing. But only that you gave your life for the work of God. Mercy. So you need not to follow circumstances. Never let money guide you. Guide you. If I was to let money guide, I wouldn't have been a pastor. How was I going to survive? With 30 people in a church, students, and the only person who had a car was me. And I say, I'm going to be a pastor and I'm going away from medicine to whatever. Don't follow circumstances. Follow the Lord. Okay? Yeah. Don't, don't let what the people tell you. This pressure, talking. Some of the circumstances are people. The way people talk. The way people say things. One person came to Bishop Saki once told him, why do you koto? The word they used was koto. I don't know if it was him or somebody. Why do you koto to this man? You could have your own ministry. Koto. Koto is what? Koto. Koto is what? 
bow. What is the knee? Kotodri. Kotodri. So why do you koto? That's why do you kneel? Ah, look. Look at the way you are even describing it. That's what destroys people. You, 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 you are following circumstances, pressure, people. No Christian wants to marry you and now a non-Christian comes. And it's, that's very difficult for a woman. I pray for all women not to get that pressure. Because most women are not strong enough. Most people are not led by the Spirit. Most people are led by one of these. Even the so-called spiritual brothers. You should see them when they are choosing wives. Flesh, so voice of the flesh. Voice of the flesh. You see them choosing flesh. I've seen a certain fair sister in the church. A certain fair colored sister. As for me, I like fair colored sisters. One, one a certain brother. He, he got a beloved. And, and after he got a beloved, he came to see me. We were talking. I said, so how is the life? He said, oh, everything is okay, but there is only one problem. I said, what is the problem? He said, she's a bit too black. I wanted somebody fair. I said, eh. People have, when you ask, which kind of person do you want to marry? Then they'll come up with size, size this, color this, dimension this. Hey. Careful now. No, follow the spirit. Pray. So many years ago, when I proposed to my wife, before I proposed, I took her, a year before I took her to a certain place. You know, a certain place. A certain place. And I sat down. I said, Come, we have a meeting. And I told her, Listen, between you and I, eh, I know you like me, and me too, I like you. No, we have to tell the truth. We have to tell the truth. But I told her that, listen, I am going to ensure that my flesh is not what is leading me. So in order to ensure that it's not because a young man and you have seen a beautiful girl, the flesh is full of flames. Flames. Flames of fire. Eja, is that what they call it? Eja. Hey! Burning fire. Unquenchable. Unquenchable fires. So you are never sure are you being led by the flesh or you are being led by the spirit? How do you know? So I, I called, I said, Come. So she came. I sat down and said, Listen, be it known unto you that I am not in a relationship with you and that I am going to be led by the spirit. And when he tells me, if he tells me, then. But if not, never say somewhere that I, I, I propose to you. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that at all. Let this be the last time. I don't want to hear of that. So, <laughs> I, trouble for me when I go home today. No, Pierre, see me after church and sort out. So anyway, oh, it's not be anything. Oh. Ah. 
anointing fall on me. <laughs> so, a year later, a year later, I called her. I said, come for a meeting. I said, come for a meeting. And she came. I told her, I have good news for you. <laughs> no, no. You see, it's not exactly those words, but that's the general gist of what happened. I have to find some words. I can't remember the exact words. Ah, 19 years. No, that was 25, 20, 24, 24 years ago. 26 August. Hey, Bishop Eddie even came there as a witness. <laughs> but, but you see, the point I'm trying to make is that I myself knew that my flesh can not that it's getting the way, but it is, it is aflame. It is aflame. It's not getting the way, it is on fire. How many brothers know that your flesh is on fire? Raise up your hand if you know that your flesh is on fire. Hey! Fire for fire. One day, one day, when I say one day, say one day. One day, a certain brother, say a certain brother, he went to Bible school. Yeah. He went to Bible school. And getting to the end of the Bible school, this brother was, was very quiet. I know him. I think, I think I know him. Very cool, nice, nice brother. A1. There's something we call A1 husband. We have A2, A3. Then we have B40. <laughs> they are off. If you are X5, dear, then you are, I mean, in hell. But this guy was A1. <laughs> so this A1 brother, he was there when a certain sister came to see him. And she said to him, Brother, there's something that I want to share with you. The, the spirit. No, it's a true story. The spirit spoke to me this early morning. And I just knew in my spirit. He said I should tell you something. Now, if the spirit tells you something like that, then please see me before you go and say it. Huh? She said, the spirit said to me, that you and I should share our lives and spend the rest of our years together. They were just getting to the graduation of the Bible school. Just getting to the end. So the brother said, because he's very polite, he said, oh. So he, and in the end, he realized that the girl was telling him that the Holy Spirit has said that he should marry her. So she said, he said, who? Because he was a nice guy, like Joseph in the Bible, A1, not to disgrace anybody, he said, look, I'll, I'll pray about it, and if the Lord tells me, I will uh, we'll do what is necessary. 
So the girl was very happy. She went. He was sitting at his desk when another sister, because they were getting to the graduation, another sister came to, because he was an A1 type of husband. She came to him and she spoke to him and she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me yesterday and he said to me, you are the one. I must share my, my love and my dreams, my future with my ministry. The brother was shocked because this was the second Holy Spirit that had come to him. Within 24 hours, he had heard of a second Holy Spirit. Then he told her the same kind of response. Can you believe the next day, a third sister? No, you see, when you see these A1 type of guys, you know, this story is in this book. You have not read it. You have not read it. That's why you, you, you have the story is in the, it's in the book. You don't read. That's why you are saying, He came, a third girl came and said to him, The Spirit said to me, in a vision. You are the one. You are the one. So now, this brother had three people, all of them claiming that the Holy Spirit had told them. So, now I want to ask you a question. Which voice do you think those girls were hearing? And this brother, he didn't marry any of the three of them. He didn't marry. Let me tell you, sisters, I'll give you this one. It's not part of the preaching. You can just, don't tell him what that. Never propose to a man. Ne- even don't show him that you like him. When he see, you see that he likes you, just make your face like this as if you haven't seen. Uh-huh. Don't make yourself cheap. My, my wife didn't make herself cheap. She was, I mean, very composed. But I knew by the spirit that, yeah. Because of the unction and the ointment. The virgins do love thee. Are you there? No, most of us are not led. Oh, most of the people coming for marriage counseling school, most of them are not led by the Spirit. Mostly led by eyes, flesh. You look at it logically. This girl has got a British passport. When I marry her, I will become a British citizen and we shall live in England happily ever after. One day, when I say one day, say one day. A certain brother, he saw a certain sister. And that sister was, she had money. And so he was going to become a pastor and he knew that when I become a pastor, this lady will finance a lot of the things so that the work of God can go on. So he married her. But he had married a leopard and a tiger. So one day, they were in the house, tigers. They were in the house and they had a serious quarrel. And the wife grew up. And he said, today is your last day. Today is your last day in this house. Walk out. And she went to the wall. She went to the wall. Is it raining? And she picked the wall clock and gave it to the man that he should take it. Because that is the only thing that he brought to the house 
for the marriage. It was only the clock that he contributed to the house. So he gave it to, she gave it to him. Go. And the man was so surprised. You see, because you would have thought that the riches of your wife will make you rich. But you'll find out that it's not so. As many as are led by the riches of your wife. So be led by the Spirit. You will be different from all the other girls in the church. I promise you. You'll be different from all other pastors in the church. I promise you. You'll be different from all other businessmen in the church. Be led by the Spirit. Be led. Be led. When God leads you. Years ago, the Spirit led me. Honor this man of God. Go to him and honor him. Not by my thinking. If I was to use my logic, I wouldn't honor certain people. If I was to use my thinking, I wouldn't behave in a certain way. But by the Spirit... By the Spirit. You go by the Spirit. You don't go by your mind. You don't go by logic. You go by the Spirit. You don't, you don't leave a church because you are angry. Then you are following your flesh. You don't leave a church because you feel like leaving a church. Look, the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. When the mind is ruled mostly by the flesh, you die. You, you destroy your life. You don't stop going to a church because it's far. You don't leave the church because it's near or it's far. You go by the Spirit. Learn how to pray and find out. Find out from here. Find out whether there's peace in the Spirit about what you are doing. Don't just get up and uh, I feel like it. I feel good about it. I feel good about this girl. No. Take your time. Take your time about that business guy. Take your time. Pray. One of the signs, people, you know, I, I don't misunderstand, but people who eat a lot, eh, always eating. Many times they cannot, you see, the flesh is a very active thing for them. First thing they must eat. You must wake up, you must eat, 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 eat. But spirit, the spirit is drowned. The flesh dominates. And the spirit cannot lead them. They cannot even hear his voice before they even know whether it's, it's the voice of God or not. Learn to be led. Be led by him. When, when, when he speaks to you in a dream, you must know which dreams. That's why I wrote this book. Which of the dreams? You know, there are so many dreams. Which dream? Which dream is his dream? There are so many dreams. Which voice is his voice? One day, I, when I, you know, I was studying all these things, I went to pray. In my room. And I knelt down by my bed like this. I was kneeling in front of my bed. Then I heard a voice behind me. The first time I heard an audible voice. If not the last time I heard it. An audible voice in the room. And the voice said, go to this country. Hey. Hey, I got her. What? Huh? Look, if I had followed that voice, I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't be in Ghana. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in the ministry. I wouldn't. I mean, it was a voice that said, go. And it, it, you don't just follow voices. The Bible said there are many voices and none of the voices are without signification. Each voice has an importance and can either destroy you or build you up. I don't just guess I've had a dream. So the Spirit says, I should do this. I should go here. I should do this. Hey! That, that's why I say it's an art. It's an art to even know whether, when the Spirit is leading you. Practice it. Read it. Study it. Be concerned about it. And I said, because he has money, he's a good person to marry. 
Because it looks good, it's a good business to do. Businessmen, you will be rich if you follow the spirit. Jerry Savelle and other businessmen, they've said, they said over the novel, hey, said, if you follow the spirit, you'll be very rich. Can I take him? The Lord appeared to him. The Lord told him, if you follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. And surely he was a rich man when he died. Very rich, millions of dollars. When he died, he was a rich man. And the Lord, if you follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. Read his books. In one of the books, you see that statement is there. When the Lord said, if you learn how to follow my spirit, I'll make you a rich man. Riches come from following the spirit. The road to prosperity. May you. Look, I recommend this one. What is it called? The art of hearing. There are so many voices. Those of you who are in Bible school, there are voices in the classroom. There are voices of friends. There are voices of boys. There are all kinds of voices. Even the church, there are voices of pastors. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. Watch the voice. And the, the more you are able to follow the boy like Abraham, the more you are likely to be great in God's house and rich. Now, I see many people becoming rich as we go along. Yes. Yes. And you see, that same spirit that you follow will lead you what to do. Now, let me just tell you something. Somebody, who, who doesn't have this book? Who doesn't have? Here, take it. Make sure you read it, okay? Your, your thing fell down. Here. Okay. Now listen. One day, I said one day, a certain man, he became rich. He got a lot of money. This is the last story I'm telling you and I'm going to pray. That's a very important story. He had a lot of money. Now, one day I heard somebody say something and I realized how true it is. It is not only God who prospers people. The devil also prospers people. And he, can, he knows how to take the money away from you. Most of the money that the devil gives you, he knows how to collect every person back from you. That's why when a juju man says, go and bring this and this and you'll be rich. It may be true that you'll be rich and after the riches, another thing is coming. He had so much money. Now, the thoughts he had were to go and put the money here, here, here. Give it to this course. Give it to this project. Give it to this. He gave all, 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 all. Sometimes you even ask, give some money to the church. Give some money to the ministry. Give some money to God. Give some money to the ministry. I watched him as he lost everything. I've seen people lose everything. Because the devil knows how to give you money and twist your mind and take it back from you it's not every money that comes from god it's not every type of riches that can there is the riches that the holy spirit can lead you and you become a really prosperous person and be blessed in this life may you be one of the prosperous people that have been led by the spirit and when the spirit leads you prosperity he will now lead you what to do with the prosperity that he's given to you Stand to your feet, everybody. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love.
and of a sound mind.